0: It's because that's the part that I played on French horn, mm-hmm. the yeah. I on French horn. once again. <laughs> I it's, old. Old. it's not a you guys. We talked
1: about this. Okay. We talk about it last
0: podcast. We did.
1: <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Voice of Truth episode. Technically three, but two because we cut the chair episode because it it hurt my brain <laughs> to um, debate whether or not chairs exist.
2: They still don't.
1: We're not, we're not getting into this, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so just in case y'all were wondering about that cliffhanger, it was a good episode. It may appear later as a lost episode, um, Mm -hmm. but it just, it hurt my brain. Hmm. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Sad, but I agree with your decision. Yeah, we discussed this. It was a hard choice. It was also very
2: long. Yeah, it was like an hour of just talking about chairs. I'm pretty sure we would have lost our audience there. But I enjoyed it. Uh. I like to watch it separately. Okay, so
1: let's go ahead and um, introduce everyone because we have the wonderful, special guest that hasn't technically been on the channel with this knowledge yet. Max! Hey, (laughs) Max. Uh, Just say, like, hi, this is Max. So the people listening know your voice.
3: Hi. Nice,
1: Max. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good job. Uh, like. Sawyer. Simon. Garrison. And Cohen.
4: Yo! Yeah, let's, let's go.
1: go. <laughs> okay, so this week on the question of all questions. Oh. What ice cream flavor are you feeling right now? Am I feeling? Are you feeling? Not what type of ice cream are you wanting to eat right now, but how are you feeling? Like... For instance if it was not really the best day and you don't like rocky road you could say it was a rocky road day oh, wow. or if you love an ice cream like it was a great day this is my favorite flavor like what was your day in the form of an ice cream flavor probably rocky red do you like rocky road no <laughs> okay mint chocolate chip do mm. you like mint chocolate
2: chip love it okay I would say vanilla because it's enjoyable but pretty plain.
0: Hmm. I think I would say the same thing. And I just had peach cobbler, too, so, like, that just makes me in a vanilla mood, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, it's sweet and enjoyable but also kind of plain.
1: Hmm. What was? What's yours? I got to think now. <laughs> I was listening to y'all's questions. Um, I mean answers. Um, Let's see. It was a good day. I wouldn't say like yesterday was an absolutely awesome day. Yesterday would have been a moose tracks day. That's my favorite flavor. <laughs> um today was a good day. Probably I always butcher this word. Is it Napolitan or Neapolitan? Neapolitan. Neapolitan. <laughs> I I always said Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon. But That's uh fun. that one like it's good. It's not my favorite flavor, but it's good. Mm. Nice. It has variety. But yeah. yeah. I like that question, cause it's like, it's a better way of asking like, how are you doing? It's more fun and creative, and you get to learn the person's favorite or at least favorite ice cream. I like that, but yeah, so today, kind of, our topic is that Cars Two
2: is the greatest movie <laughs> of all time. No, we're all raise shaking your our hand heads. if you agree. We're, we're shaking our heads right now. If if you're just listening. But I, all right, give us it's a case. It's one of my
1: favorite movies of give all time. Give us a case for Cars 2. No, Cars 2 literally gets so much hate on the internet. We are going to be tearing up. I saw like the thumbnail for a video that said um, Cars 2 is the worst movie of all time. This is basically like a counteract to that. Okay, I don't agree with I that I love either.
2: Cars 2. It's not the worst. It's solidly... In the Middle, Mediocre, which coming from Pixar is kind of a surprise because they make pretty good movies. They made The Good Dinosaur. I
3: think that's a great Yeah, yeah Well,
2: that's that's like another exception. Onward. Luca. Onward was pretty good. And so, I mean, Toy Story 4. That one was pretty uh-huh. good. No, it Those wasn't. Are good. <laughs> Toy Story 4 was, <laughs> was not good. Soul. Wow. I don't know what standard you're basing your movie standards <laughs> off of. Soul was <laughs> pretty good. I haven't Actually, seen them. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Up like was the best one. Person. Up is the best one, in my opinion. Up is, <laughs> Up. Up. Up is beautiful. Up, Up. is. Mm. I like Up. Actually, I
1: haven't seen the full movie.
3: <laughs> and they're all Come better, on. They're all better than Cars 2. So yeah, no. There's the claim that Cars 2 is the greatest. Cars
1: 2 literally has everything into one movie. What? What do you, what do you mean, mean it? what? Oh, well,
2: it has. More.
1: Romance. Action. Trains, cars, planes, wow. travel, a good soundtrack, a spy movie, racing, and Francesco. <laughs> the more you stuff into a movie,
2: the more it dilutes each aspect of it. Just okay, making... That was true for Muppets Most Wanted, but not Cars <laughs> 2. <laughs> Is like, that the one with like the Russian Kermit? Yes. Did y'all watch that? I saw I've seen it before. Yeah. I, I think I've seen clips from it. But no, I've not seen the whole thing. I like that
1: one. Well, <laughs> I like spy movies and travel.
2: Yeah, so I guess I
1: like that would too.
0: What did you think of Mission Impossible 4?
3: It's not oh. all the same things. <laughs> Except for Francesco, maybe.
2: No Francesco.
1: Well, no Francesco speaking of before. that, I think it would be good to talk about what we should consider when watching or intaking content. Hmm. Okay. Like, what are y'all's Thoughts on
2: storytelling? Like, are we talking about quality? Or are we talking about, like, um, the what it would do to our hearts if we watched it? Which one do you think? I, I don't know. <laughs> You're the one asking the question.
1: Um, I don't know, whichever you prefer. Like, well, what, basically, here's probably a better way to say it. If what we intake is what we output, should we not consider more what we're intaking?
2: I think we should consider what we're intaking. Um, Definitely, 100%. Um, A lot of people kind of separate in their minds what they're intaking from what they do. Um, And that, I guess that can work, up to a certain point, because at some point when you're watching certain things, there's no reason for you to be watching that except for to appeal to your sin nature, you know? Um, and that just feeds that element of you, though I think you can watch movies um, that have um, more like inappropriate content and still be able to get something bigger out of it because it's condemning that thing. And you're not, you're not watching it to see that thing. You're watching it to see the redemption of it. If that makes sense. This is honestly why I
1: like Cars 2. <laughs> because it presents high-quality action. And honestly, okay, this may sound weird, but the way it presents like the deaths in the movie... It does so without doing it in a gory
2: way. I mean, how, sure, how, how the would it be gory? Body of <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can get more gory than that. Just seeing the well, like, a... Think
1: about the guy that blew up. Like you didn't see it. It showed it by showing what was off screen. Yeah, that was one.
3: I thought that scene was disturbing as a kid. <laughs> like, but... It was,
1: but like it still wasn't as disturbing as like seeing someone like actually something, blow up. Like yeah. Uh, do you think I do that's? Remember,
0: I do remember a death where a car slips off an oil rig, and when it hits the water, <laughs> a tire like tires, <laughs> pieces of the person, I guess, of the car are separated. And oh no! If we translate that to actual people, that would not be very appropriate for
2: children. Oh, but oh, it's a true. car. I just think they, they present it in the, a cleaner way. The
3: tires are more like shoes.
2: Yeah. Because you can check out your or tires. Your limbs, because <laughs> they have a very similar purpose. But like, do you think that watching cars getting um, uh, maimed could, <laughs> could what do you mean affect by that the heart of a child? I don't think so. You don't think so? You know,
3: as a kid I had this tomator remote control that like shot missiles at stuff.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah?
3: It was like the best toy ever, but I, I can see in a world, you know, there's a lot of machine guns in cars too and stuff like that where kids might get the wrong idea there, maybe myself. I think it's produced <laughs> in, a very, in a very tame way, which is fine, but I guess what I'm saying is you would to be careful about everything you watch just because it's a children's movie.
2: Yeah, that's I mean, true too. Yeah. So what do you think is the redeeming value or... Um, positive message that Cars 2 has.
1: You're the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mater. That's what I've been trying to tell you this whole time. You're the bomb. What a great analogy for friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful analogy for friendship. And, like, I remember writing that on a basketball that I gave to my dad for Father's Day. Like, you're the bomb. <laughs> Cause like I love that movie so much. And like I figured uh, that was like a good way, just like I mean obviously he was talking that Lightning Queen was a bomb, and we're not gonna go into the aspect of what if a person had a bomb hooked up to them? That's a different thing. <laughs> but um Yeah, has the redeeming quality of friendship. Mater's willing to sacrifice and blow up the entire Buckingham Palace just to prove a point because he knows he's
2: right. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow, that seems uh, like so, misguided patriotism or something. If
0: you have a bomb and you know who attached it to you, go to the royal family and prove, prove who did. No. it. No,
1: okay. Please do not do that <laughs> for legal reasons. We may get demonetized. To, yeah, we have to say um, no, no on
2: that one. Sorry,
3: Simon. No one here is denying that Cars Two is a good movie, mm-hmm. but you're gonna have do to y'all prove agree? To Cars Two is, is a Cars good 2, movie. Cars Two, Pixar's Cars Two is better than Pixar's Up. Mm-hmm.
2: No. Hmm. You haven't even seen all of them You can't even speak on this
1: I can't He's right It's better than like, Cars like, 2 or Cars it's 3 or It's A Wonderful Life like Cars 3 oh. Wonderful Life oh. Is a great movie I watched that okay, I had seen it before But I watched it on the plane To Utah And like Honestly That's that's, that's kind of where I, I got a little bit Of my fundraising idea For Gibson Where it's GibsonGo.com slash John410 Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Quick plug Um, But like there's just so much goodness in that movie. but
3: Are you saying there's more goodness in Cars 2, though?
2: <laughs> you have to remember that a good all message, right. <laughs> just because you enjoy up, it doesn't up, mean up, it has a good
1: message. Cars 2 or It's a Wonderful Life, that's a really good question. Well, I know Dallas Jenkins' favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life.
2: <laughs> We're not talking about Dallas Jenkins. We're talking, We're talking about, about you. you. I know. Is Cars 2 your favorite movie of all time? No. Okay. What is it? Uh,
3: but it's still the best, right? It's still the
1: best.
3: <laughs> like the
2: highest <laughs> quality? Is that what you're saying?
3: Objectively
0: the best. It's
1: objectively the best. What do you mean by objectively? I mean, is it the greatest movie of all Would time? Would God say it's the <laughs> greatest, regardless of what
0: people
3: say?
1: What do y'all like about
2: Cars Two?
3: Well, I like all the things you said you liked about it. It's got a good message of friendship. It's got action. I just
2: feel like it has a bunch of stuff that it does kind of well, but a lot of movies do that same stuff better. Mm. But do you agree it's underrated? No, I think it's just rated.
3: I think it's.
0: I'm gonna make a bold statement that I don't know if everyone will agree with. I think that of the three Cars movies, Cars 2 is the most entertaining. Okay. I thought he was about to say something else. I might agree with that. <laughs> at least my
3: eight-year-old self would. Yeah. Uh,
0: I would.
1: Story-wise, I maybe Cars maybe. is better.
0: Cars I think won. Cars has a better Cars moral won. at the end of the movie, of sacrificing glory and fame for friendship and um, being humbled, I guess.
2: Yeah. So. I don't remember anything about Cars Three though. Was, I yeah, feel like that, that was a disappointment. They, they for completely incredible.
1: forgot Cars 2, which is annoying. It, it was literally
0: about cars going on a road trip, which is basically, if you translate that to people walking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick break. And yeah. we're back! Welcome back, wow. guys. that was so a long break. So, during our time away from the camera, uh, we went and got some ice cream together Mm -hmm. and we just bonded um, looking at the sunset and i want to talk about that a little bit he's lying (laughs) i am we didn't even get up we just yeah anyways (laughs) uh, um so uh sawyer said something really good i want to circle back to but recently in class one of of the things that we learned was about worldview analysis and kind of what films are promoting through their worldview and even some of what we were learning through song analysis, we kind of did a similar thing with songs, is that the worldview reflected in a piece of art reflects the creator's worldview.
2: It can. It can. I guess it can also not. If, if it was a critique of a certain worldview, yeah. you could have an entire movie playing out within a certain worldview. Uh, but it's like a critique of that worldview.
3: We're gonna have something like Inception, which we talked about a bit. We have Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Who is not Christian, but there's kind of Christian message in that. But
0: what so. what Christian uh, values are in Inception? Um.
2: Do you mean Interstellar? Sorry. Yeah. I'm at oh, Interstellar.
1: What Christian yeah, vel- values are in
2: <laughs> Interstellar?
3: Um. We talked. Chris and I did a thing on this. You guys have to say
2: it, guys. The uh, five-dimensional beings could be seen as like an analogy for um, like spiritual a spiritual reality that's above our own, and they're kind of like guiding uh, the trajectory of the fate of the people Mm -hmm. in the movie. And the uh, also you could see Cooper as like a Christ figure. Because he sacrificed himself going into the black hole to basically save humanity.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, And then he, of course, rises again. He comes back out uh, after realizing that he was the one that was affecting the past. Mm. So kind of like a crucifixion story, like metaphor, and then spiritual beings. Yeah so is any
1: movie in which the main character dies dies and to save another person co- or at least sacrifices and maybe thinks they die in a sense in order to come back is that what you argue is like kind of mm-hmm. um parallel to christ i think
3: it, yeah there's a couple things that make it a little number one you have to um it has to be like an act of substitutionary atonement so like sort of a replacement for that and then also to you like a selfless act
1: yeah right? So, like Cars um, 2.
3: Which was Kyle Cooper.
2: Uh, one in Cars 2. <laughs> <Walker>. <laughs> Who's the Jesus figure in Cars 2? Finn
1: McMissile. At the very beginning of the movie, he d- dives into the water. Everyone thinks him to be dead. And then at the race, he comes back to save Mater. And they're like,
4: Finn McMissile,
1: but you're dead! And he's like, Not for long. And then
2: he, actually, and he, like, does the, I think in the in fire extinguisher case, thing. Cooper's
1: saving, like, all of humanity.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that <laughs> does. Is, he is saving, he is saving all of humanity. I don't humanity. think every sacrifice is necessarily <laughs> no. a Christ-like sacrifice. Yeah. He also um, didn't sacrifice himself for anything.
0: Who? I mean, like, his own life. Like, yeah, that's true.
3: Faked <laughs> his own death
1: to
0: finish a
3: mission. Yeah, Cooper went in thinking he was going to die, yeah. for sure.
1: <laughs> but... Yeah. I have not seen Interstellar. I do not endorse Interstellar because I have not seen Interstellar. Are we, just like are I do not endorse seen?
2: Up. Are we reporting? What?
0: Why don't you do, Why don't you endorse Up?
2: <laughs> you I have haven't to, seen Up. Oh, so you, you can't you endorse homework. Up. It's not that you don't. It's yes. just you don't know if you do. Yes. Okay. Well, you would. You you would endorse Up.
1: I The parts I've seen are good. I just I don't, don't understand the plot.
2: Seen, how much have you seen? So,
1: hmm. I've just seen it at the dentist office. <laughs> I watched it whenever I was walk, walking in. When I was walking out,
0: and how much was that?
1: It was like the part where his wife gets old and dies. Well, well, okay. They meet. You know, married life. Beautiful soundtrack. Um,
3: Michael Giordano. Giacchino. Giacchino. Giacchino.
1: Giacchino. Debate. (laughs) How do (laughs) you
0: pronounce his last name? No, not (laughs) the debate we're having right now. I was like Giorgio. I think it's, it's <laughs> I thought either it Giacchino or Giacchino. <laughs> Giacino. Michael Giacchino or Giacchino.
1: I have not seen Up. I saw it at a dentist office. Like, the very first part. Um,
0: and then when you came back, what did you see?
1: Whenever I came back, I saw the old guy with the mustache falling off the blimp.
2: <laughs> so you saw wow. both ends of the movie. That's you saw the beginning and the climax. Yeah, wow. Dang.
0: I will say that the climax of that film is actually pretty, pretty well. And
1: and I do remember the colorful bird Kevin. Yeah. And Doug. But I don't know how they meet. Doug. Uh, uh,
0: that is a great movie. Great yes. characters. Good humor. Squirrel. Um Russell mm-hmm. is absolutely adorable Absolute and hilarious. Classic. Yes. Iconic character. Yes. Um, one thing they said about this is kind of off topic but one thing I think it was about Star Wars characters is one thing that makes Star Wars characters so great and so iconic is like they have a silhouette almost like you don't even have to see all details but like Darth Vader like you you know the silhouette and the shape of his helmet yeah Mm -hmm. and like um, Chewbacca or like Han Solo Um, and I would say that Russell has a pretty iconic silhouette so
1: yeah that's a pretty interesting
0: thought I guess I see that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that a character is great because they have a great silhouette. Like Barney? Um, <laughs> that is a pretty iconic silhouette. Um, but yeah, I don't say all silhouettes make a great character. So
2: What What do you think makes um, stories appealing to us? And why do you think it's good for us to consume things in the first place? Or is it? I don't
3: think we can not consume stuff
2: or like intentionally just watch a movie you know I think uh, if we follow the um,
0: model of what Jesus did he used a lot of analogies and stories Mm -hmm. and um, I heard from someone who was talking about like entertainment and that whole industry and like how phones have become so addicting and like Anyway, but he mentioned entertainment and he was talking about how, like, sermons and lectures and stuff should be entertaining. And the word entertain means to, like, hold the attention of. So it's not that, like, speakers and, like, people doing lectures necessarily have to, like, do cartwheels and add explosions to their message, but they should hold your attention, um, especially if it's, like, a really important message so um, <laughs> thinking, uh, it's
1: okay it's fine
0: um, I like lost what I, was, what I was saying thank you for cleaning Entertaining. up yeah so like I think Jesus did that really well of like using stories and analogies to like help people um, like see the message but also like stay engaged so I think that um, stories are like a tool that God has given us and why we're so attracted to them I think I don't know I guess it's just something that you can follow along with and something that you can kind of relate to and it's more concrete because many times if it's just like abstract words and ideas and theories when you apply it to an actual like real-world situation or at least some sort of story that you can follow I think it not only entertains and holds our attention but also like it's can be easier to understand and it was interesting like um, I remember being um, uh, at my church one Sunday morning, and I was fighting to stay awake. But when our pastor started like telling a story, I just like didn't struggle staying awake anymore. Yeah, and I was like, wow. I mean, that it was kind of tough because like I should have been like awake for the whole thing, <laughs> but I was like, wow. Like just because he tells a story, it like keeps me awake and keeps me interested. So I think uh, stories are definitely like a great tool um for communicating good and bad messages. So,
1: yeah. I 100% agree with what you just said. And honestly, I would just love to hover around this topic for a little bit. So like we can bounce back and forth and I I guess I won't, I won't say every thought I have right now. But um I really do love the way <laughs> that uh the Bible specifically Jesus uses storytelling. Um, like even in the parables like uh, Matthew seven thirteen through 14 enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it and even like whenever people like you have these awesome Christian filmmakers who take verses like this and um use them in movies like take for example i don't know if um any of y'all have seen facing the giants yes but um <laughs> i one scene i love in that is <laughs> 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 sorry uh, back in cleaning is um <laughs> maybe making me laugh anyways um like the guy's like talking about kicking the football goal and he's like david you're kicking the football wrong he's like uh, just it's a beautiful scene it's just like it's why I remember this verse. <laughs> and it's like talking about like, he's like, you got to put the ball through the middle. I know, coach, I know. No, I know you don't. And then he's like, starts quoting this verse. He's like, wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. My grandma, or what is it? he like? My mama can kick it right, left, wide, right. The ball has got to go through the middle. <laughs> and like It's just a beautiful parallel. Like even how... Like, Jesus uses this storytelling, and, like, how we even have this opportunity to storytell through Jesus' storytelling, and, like, I love the way that it simply communicates in a simple way. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah,
3: I like that.
2: Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think that stories are a great way to hook people with the entertainment value oh my word <laughs> Sorry. and they get them to stay for the, the actual message you know you can teach them something when they weren't even willing to be taught it just because you you get them with a story um, but I do think it might be I might be wrong but like it, it might be dangerous if your goal like in a sermon becomes entertainment yeah. mm-hmm. rather than the message Um, but yeah do you think that the message can overpower storytelling or storytelling can overpower a message in a movie let me ask you a different question do you think it would
1: or I guess this is a question to counteract your question okay do you think
2: it would be wrong
1: to have storytelling only and never a clear
2: message about what the storytelling is sharing I'm not sure that's entirely possible to have...
3: Yeah, but um, even if it was, I don't think it would be wrong.
2: Yeah, I guess just as... Well, I guess in a story, you have to have a message, because you have to have a problem. And you have to say that that problem is bad, and overcoming it is good. So, I guess every story has some sort of message, even if it's really non-controversial and basic. Like friendship is cool uh, but I think the real power comes when you s- you make a story that's very uh, easy to understand and simple to follow but has a unique message uh, that's, that's missing in, in a lot of other stories I think that's what makes a lot of movies stand out from other movies is a lot of the time not their story but just their message uh, and having a Christian message in a movie is kind of different even if it's not like a Christian movie like Shawshank Redemption it's not I don't think it was a Christian movie per se but it definitely had a lot of Christian symbolism and like the people that made Lord of the Rings the movies were not Christians, but that carried a lot of symbolism that Tolkien put in there as Christian symbolism. Anyway.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think to build on that, the other aspect in movies um, that I think we find redeeming qualities in is like the artistic aspects. Because um, we're created in the image of God, and God is creative, and so are we, and we're called to make something of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everything we make has to reflect the gospel um, I guess you could take that in different ways because the gospel could be everything just the truth but then specifically I'm talking about Jesus um, and for instance in the bible you had God calling people to create art and music um, and some of that art didn't reflect God as much as it reflected his creation um, there's examples where this is a small thing, but um, they're commanded to, or it's described that they, they they drew pomegranates, but they drew blue pomegranates. Um, so they sort of, and blue pomegranates don't exist. Uh, they sort of manipulated God's creation and made something out of what God made, um, because worker in the image of God were able to do that. <clears throat> in the same way, I think you can do it with movies, and that's what you can find redeeming in those movies, is this movies. This is artistic. Qualities because ultimately, God made everything, and we make stuff out of what God makes, and that's good in a way because it's nature.
2: At what point does creating something new out of what God made become
3: bad when it leads to idolatry? Um, I think,
2: okay, I would also, and of course,
3: there's would... other ways where you can sin with that, obviously. Would it be um, but if you're putting the creation above the creator? Okay. That's not good. Yeah.
1: All right. Could it also be perversion of what God has created?
2: Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. I think Max's answer really encapsulates all of it because if you put the creator above the creation that you're depicting in the piece of art, then there's no way that your art could be, um, you know, what was your word? perverted perverted yeah there's no way that your art could be perverted if you elevate that uh, or any any perversion will by definition elevate that thing above the creator Um, yeah so I guess redeeming quality is kind of just like a balance scale you have to weigh how how is this, what was the intent behind this being made? Does it show something about God's creation or about God that agree that agrees with Scripture or that agrees with a Christian worldview? What do you mean by redeeming quality? Um, I don't really want to say aligning with a Christian worldview because I think there's a redeeming quality. That's yeah. outside of a Christian worldview. It could even be a, an opposite worldview, but
3: for instance, maybe Bob Ross. Um, I don't know. Was Bob Ross Christian? I think he might have been. I'm not okay. sure, but let's take another. We can do Bob Ross. Like Picasso or something. Yeah, I don't know if we agree with. Picasso's works are all amazing, but you say there's like artistic value in that because he's maybe yeah representing nature, which is something God created.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Do you think that let's say a a painter that worshiped nature is are their paintings lacking any redeeming quality? You know because they're worshipping what they're painting above the creator that created it.
3: That question kind of reminds me when Paul's talking about like, should we eat meat? Sacrifice to idols, you know? Mm, yeah. So it's like if we're buying that painting and, and we're misleading other people by buying in that painting, supporting it because we're supporting someone who's not mm. living, up the, living the correct values, then maybe that's not a good idea. But if we don't know, or maybe it's not as known, I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. I don't okay. know. Just like there's nothing wrong with eating what Paul talks about, eating that meat people as long as you're not leading other
2: people astray you know okay so I guess you're kind of separating the artist from the art in that instance you can still have a good piece of art even if the intent behind it wasn't good
3: yeah I I think that might be more personal convictions too yeah um I don't know what are are you all thoughts on that
0: um I think you could argue um I'm not sure where I'm gonna end with this but like Basically, I mean, some people talk about, like, oh, I'm not going to listen to that artist because he has a terrible lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but I think that sin is sin. And, like, I'm not trying to say that sin isn't bad and and to justify anything. But, like, we all have mistakes and sin and baggage. And if we judge um, someone's art... By who they are, I think we could technically not even enjoy any art because all of us are imperfect. Um, but I do think that if the art is mis, um, I guess misplacing God and like, or distorting His creation in like a sinful way and causes others to stumble, I think that's when we need to start raising red flags of like, hey, I think this art is not pleasing to the Lord, and also I don't think it will help me and others yeah. um, draw closer. To to the Lord and I don't think it will be very edifying Um, so yeah and I think like you were saying like personal conviction too is when that kind of comes in like some people don't think that um, a movie or a show or whatever may be as bad as another person may think Um, and so yeah it kind of comes down to um, where do you draw that line of what you consume and what you allow I guess into your eyes and your mind
2: I guess there is There has to be some sort of line between this thing doesn't go against my conscience, so it's okay for me to watch. Versus, I've dulled my conscience so much that I'm okay with watching this, even though I shouldn't. Mm. Um, So, trying to find that line is kind of tough sometimes. Uh, Ever? Yeah,
1: I think it would be extremely wise. Like, this is something I've been working on, so I don't necessarily want to do it right now because, like, I mean, obviously, I don't have it all together, and uh, I'm broken, guys, in case you didn't know, um, but I think it would be wise to, even just for y'all and the audience, to, I guess, um, like, I guess I'm trying to work on just, like, studying God's Word and, like, what it says about consuming media, mm-hmm. and, like, not necessarily making a list, but I guess just kind of having, like, almost... I mean, I guess it's a list, but kind of like a set of standards of like things that like so that way, I guess, kind of that way you can know the fine line between this is my conscious just being dulled or this is like, or I mean, I guess this is wrong or over here and it's like, this is just straight up wrong. Like, no. Yeah. Like, um, Sawyer, what are your thoughts?
4: Well, for movies, in order to consume, as Dallas Willard talks about, because um, we're reading through a book of Dallas Willard mm-hmm. called Renovation of the Heart, and he talks about everything we intake like, has some effect on us, like on our output um, and our actions. And so we need to see in a movie if there's a redeemable quality in the movie um and if there is something that can be like redeemed or if there are positive messages that need to be celebrated which would merit us watching but if there's no redeemable quality of the movie or there's no um nothing that should be celebrated then we need to be careful
2: And I still think even if there's no redeeming quality you could there could be people that shouldn't watch it but there also could be people that can watch it to find what needs what what is evil and needs to be corrected and you'd watch it for that reason but if you watch it for a different reason with different motives going in that's when it can cause a problem We'll be right back after this break, and then i want to go into some stuff. Some stuff? Okay.
1: We're back from the break, and... <laughs> um, we were going to go into this a little bit earlier, but I guess it's just kind of dwindled down to now. Um, we were talking about these four questions and asking in a movie. I saw your, um, I believe you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you can do that. While try to find a Bible verse.
4: And are we specifically talking about Cars Two?
1: We can. Yeah. yeah,
4: we'll use Cars Two as the example. Yeah. So, uh, John Stone Street's four questions: like, what is good that can be celebrated in this movie? What is missing in the movie? Uh, what is evil that needs to be taken out? And what is broken that can be restored? So. Yeah, and so. We, when we look at a movie and we, we look at it and say, okay, what is good and needs to be celebrated? Um, and what would we say of like, Cars 2? What would be good and celebrated in Cars 2? Friendship. The friendship. value
2: of friendship. It's a
4: really
3: basic. It's
1: Perseverance. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the, the want for power and money. Um, can lead to evil, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yep. Don't kill people. Don't kill, kill people. Cars.
2: Don't kill cars. <laughs> Don't kill sentient cars, specifically. Yeah.
4: Uh, Is there anything missing from Cars too?
0: I think uh. it. I think it depends on like. I guess what kind of movie you're trying to make. Because if you're trying to make a movie that entertains, I think it does that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you want to convey a really good message, I guess they could kind of, they we could add, like, more to the message. And you could add a Christian um, theme to it. Um, I'm not saying you have to, but um, mm-hmm. I guess it depends on, like, what we're trying to add, like, um, in terms of story and moral of the story, stuff like that.
3: It has some Christian values in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have to be, you know, preaching the gospel every time, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as what can be added, not from a worldview stance, but just like, as far as making it a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, <laughs> sorry, Simon. You might want to close your ears. <laughs> I feel like the endings. That Pixar is known for, like the big emotional endings, or just like the, th- the thing <laughs> that you were talking about, like with Up, mm-hmm. like that amazing ending, yeah. uh, or the climax, it was not there in Cars 2, in my opinion. Just because, like, the bomb is diffused and, like, the music is building up to this intense moment, and then it just stops. And they're he like, He meets the Queen of England yeah. for the second time to get knighted by her. He's a car. I feel like you can't really take that as seriously when he's a car. I don't know, it just kind of felt like, they, they were living in a human world, but as cars. I feel like they should have integrated more like car type things, like they had, they were in a human hotel, I don't know. add. Things, things was a to add. car
1: hotel. Did you not see the wheel?
2: Yeah, but it looked too much like a human hotel. Now we're just nitpicking. Yeah. It doesn't matter as much. What do y'all you-
1: think about the violence?
2: In cars, cars too. too, I like mm-hmm. the.
1: W- <laughs> like there's a lot
3: of gunfire. I like
1: the way that it's portrayed, mm-hmm. um, without being portrayed almost, I guess. I yeah. think If that makes sense. I mentioned
0: this earlier, like, like it doesn't affect people. I guess the only reason it could affect people is because, like, if it was just a normal car that blew up, I guess you could be like, oh, they're not. Treating that property very well, and if that wasn't your property, that's wrong. Um, But if you're talking about like the death of a car, um, because they're giving it characteristics of a human and like Mm -hmm. a personality, and maybe perhaps like a soul, I don't think they would say that, but like I believe all humans have a soul, so if you're taking those characteristics and putting them into a car, technically that would be equivalent to taking the life of another person. I don't know how far you want to get into
3: it.
2: Reincarnation? <laughs>
3: Reincarnation? Or installment, Whoa. I guess.
1: No, no, get the pun.
2: <laughs> ha ha. Mean, we did not believe that. <laughs>
1: For clarification. Wait, ha
2: uh, ha uh, So you're just gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little slow okay? <laughs> but I think the violence was justified. Like, all of it was depicted as evil. None of it was glorified. I mean, of course, it's a kid's film,
4: so yeah, yeah. not so, much of an issue there. Would you say that the taking of, uh, say, they had something to celebrate in the movie, could be it had clear evil in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but the taking of the life of those who were evil was put in a good light, and
1: did they ever take the life of anyone who was evil?
4: I would say.
1: Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we did we a kill
3: count. There's, a lot, there's quite a lot. Well, <laughs> did,
1: did Finn McMissile ever actually intentionally? Okay, except for the boat. <laughs> actually, intentionally <laughs> did he, like, kill. He did
0: kill all. a lot of
3: people actually? <laughs> that, you're right. You're he right. Did. Yeah. That yeah. Was, never, never mind. Never mind. People <laughs> there. <that statement. laughs> well, here's here's the thing. I don't think. when I said about violence, I got death, is definitely not. Yeah. It's totally okay to depict death in movies. Like, Mm -hmm. completely okay. I think it's how you depict it. Like, up. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, the gospel, seriously. I mean, John the Baptist got his head chopped off, you know? It's like, there's violence in the world, Mm -hmm. and to kind of ignore that, I think, Mm -hmm. is doing yourself a disservice. Um, I think I, I would agree that, like, just the idea of
0: death is something and actual death is unavoidable so i think it should be like not a part of every story but like it's a part of life therefore like it's it's the truth that we all die i think though grotesque like violence and going into unnecessary detail mm. and like exaggerating that is when i i think lines should be start to be drawn as like what's the point of all this violence if it's just to entertain or Shock when you could prove the same point just with less
1: violence. Yeah, like um, we were talking about this kind of a little bit the other day, but like even like Goliath or you said John the Baptist, like the Bible has stuff, but it doesn't go into gruesome detail. And
2: uh-huh.
4: mm,
1: okay, well, <laughs> I
2: think
3: it goes into the amount of detail to describe even accurately. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's probably a better way to put it, but, um, sorry, continue.
2: Oh, I was just going to say that you, I agree that you shouldn't go into unnecessary grotesqueness in any violence that you show on film, but also you can show the true intensity or like evil of an action. And that might be grotesque because that is the magnitude that you need to depict it. Uh, yeah. And in that case, you're not glorifying it, but it's extremely, uh, it's extremely violent just to show mm-hmm. the the depravity of the situation, not to, you know, satisfy your primal desires to see violence on the screen. I guess kind of like Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, no, I think Simon's right. It like, doesn't vividly describe like David sawing off Goliath's head. You know, I, it says what it needs to say, I guess is mm-hmm. what I'm saying.
4: Mm-hmm. I think, uh, too,
0: um, like, I just think of Saving Private Ryan. I mean, that, like, the one of the main purposes, I think, mm-hmm. of that movie was to show how horrible war is and most accurately and realistically show war. And I think you could argue that that depiction of violence and gore could be different from just a, I don't know, a Quentin Slagers. Tarantino slasher, yeah. whatever kind of film where the violence is just to be violent um, and I think also yeah, the bible does go into enough detail, but also it doesn't describe um, blood and gore of like what happens necessarily in like everything um but I think also, like, even in the stories that Jesus told of, like, the um, the Good Samaritan, he could have gone into detail of, like, and the, the robbers who uh, robbed the, was he a Jew, I think, who got robbed?
2: The Samaritan? No, just just a man. I think he just described him as uh, a man.
0: Well, the, the man who gets robbed, they could have gone into detail of, like, what the robbers did and, like, the weapons they used and stuff like that, but he just said, like, he was robbed and beaten, and so he doesn't go into the detail because it's not really needed. Um, so yeah.
1: I mean, we could really, honestly, dive into this with stuff like the Chosen and such, but
0: yeah, that's good. Definitely. We. Um, what do you mean by
1: that? <laughs> do you want to dive into it, or no. do you want to go and wrap up time-wise because we're cutting it kind of close?
3: One last thought regarding that. I think a way to know when it's too much. <laughs> I think a way to know when that violence is too much is, you know, you look at your heart. And sometimes, for me, if I'm watching something, maybe like Quentin Tarantino or something, um, and I feel myself, it's like, I don't want to watch it. It feels wrong. But then you kind of feel drawn to that because you're sort of curious about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of dangerous, and that's where you have to watch yourself. Be like, maybe that feeling's not a good feeling, and I should try to resist that. Yeah. And maybe I should be watching something
1: else. Have you ever heard of the analogy, like the hunter gets a knife puts it in the woods puts blood on it mm-hmm. so that way the wolves can like come and eat the blood because they're attracted to the blood but slowly as they lick the blood they're killing themselves they're licking the knife yes, they're licking the knife, licking the blood which kills themselves and I don't know why what you just said reminded me of that <laughs> but that was kind of the analogy that I was reminded of hmm. have y'all ever heard of that before?
2: I've not, I have that's an interesting analogy. I think no matter what we're watching, um, if if your conscience tells you no, then it's wrong for you to watch it. I think that's the baseline. At the at very minimum, if you feel like you shouldn't watch this, then it's automatically wrong for you to watch it. And I think Paul lines uh, a sort of argument like that out like with the meat sacrificed to idols. Uh, it would have been wrong for people who thought it was wrong to eat meat sacrificed to idols to eat the meat, uh, even if it wasn't wrong for other people because it didn't violate their consciences.
3: Mm-hmm. I disagree with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree with the, the main oh. thing. Um, I don't think it's—I don't know. I just remember growing up. My family really wanted to show me passion to Christ. I really did not want to see Jesus get his oh. nails ripped at the thing. But then seeing that was actually really good for me. Was that
2: your it, conscience or was that your like desire to I not know. see it?
3: But I'm saying it might, sometimes it might be hard to tell the difference. Ah. So okay. maybe use that, the conscience, and then also use the Bible.
2: Well, I guess you know, the difference would be— no, I do agree with you. It, if it's your conscience, you can still want to watch something, but your conscience tells you, oh, no.
4: <laughs> Donna. Oh. No. Donna. Where oh, are you guys? Well, no. Don- oh,
1: that's the end of the podcast, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <No>, well. <laughs> Honestly, let's just wrap it up because okay. we should go. Anyways, I was just going to say here at the end. The, the um, power
0: just went out. For the the power did sneak. not go out. <laughs> just
1: the lights went out. Oh, okay. But <laughs> um, anyways, so. John 10.10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And I just feel like that's a good verse to leave off of and just to kind of, even for you guys and you guys to think about, um, just whenever you are consuming this stuff, like there is an enemy out there that is coming to steal and to kill and to
2: destroy. Like, watch your back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't not. let any route of temptation like, yeah. flow into your life I but, thought
3: you were going to read the you know, Jesus is going to come back like deep in the night for a minute and like it's getting dark and then
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah so we're going we'll wrap it up right here uh, thank you guys for joining me this week and yeah it was very cool
2: would you like to pray it out real quick yeah we can All right, in the dark <laughs> All right, I can pray. Okay. Dear Lord, thank you for this podcast and that we get to talk uh, to each other about um, just fun things like Cars too, and also how it applies to us and the gospel and uh, our consciences. Please guide us in what we watch and what we consume and convict us when that does not align with your will. Uh, and also show us the good things uh, in those things that we can celebrate, and protect. Uh, Thank you for the people watching right now. Uh, I pray that this will have been helpful for them. Uh, In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, well, thank you guys for watching.
1: Bye.